Hello, welcome to the Insurance Age podcast. We're going to be looking at the top stories commencing for the week of the 22nd of July 2019. I'm Sean Barton, editor, and I'm here with our commissioning editor, Lawrence Easton. Hi, Lawrence. Hi there. Should we get stuck into our top stories? Absolutely. If you um, if you just list them for sure. everyone. Brilliant. So we'll go in uh, ascending order. At number five, the Ministry of Justice defended its discount rate decision. At four, XL Catlin versus Orbit Underwriting, the case has been settled. Three, the CEO for Cobra Network has been revealed. Uh, at two, non-executive director salaries in the insurance sector were revealed in a report this week. And first, XR Donald Deputy CEO Janice Deacon talked to us, and she said she was in a need of a break from big deals. Yes, well, um, Janice, Janice has um, had oversight of some massive deals over the last year, and um, yes. stories around her stepping back a little bit from her deputy CEO role at our Donna Group. But one of the things she did say, which which leads into the story that we're going to talk about in a bit more detail, is that she's not really up for taking on non-executive director roles at the moment. It's not really in her appetite. So um, I don't think it's anything to do with the um, the Ned Salaries report that has come out. But Lawrence, um, could you um, take us through what that report actually said? Sure, that report was our number two top story this week. And that report, published by Damhurst & Co., revealed that non-executive directors in the insurance sector are paid around £54,000. That's for an average annual commitment of 27 days in the year. The report also revealed that brokers pay non-executive directors about 18% less than insurers, but that's not perhaps very surprising given that obviously insurers have a bigger budgets for their non-executive directors. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the writers of the report did comment that they thought um, that this is information that's historically been unavailable uh, in the market and that they're hoping that it will start a discussion on um, the benchmarking of non-executive directors' remuneration. Hopefully it hasn't uh, caused too much pain this week for people reading that report um, and it'll, yeah. it remains to be seen, you know, what just what the changes will be, if any. Yeah, and um, John Gillespie, who made those comments, he's an advisor to Damhurst, which is a, um, I think it's a recruitment organisation, isn't it? And yeah. he said he was quite pleased with the results and it had had a fairly positive response. So um, hopefully the, um, the net salary market is pretty stable. Um, but I'm sure if there are any complaints, we won't get told about them. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think um, that's enough on that one for now. I wonder if they'll do it again next year and it'll be something, um, something we can track in any way. It'd be interesting. Certainly a good gig being in there. Um, the, um, the report also said the average salary amounts to about £13,000 a day. So um, I don't think anyone would um, complain at that, would they? Yes, it's good work if you can get it. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, the next story I wanted to talk about a little bit is um, it's another staffing story, another management piece. It's the fact that Cobra Network has um, unveiled its new CEO. So who's the new CEO at Cobra? So they've revealed Andy Tedstone. He's going to be leading the network part of Cobra. Um, Andy, he is um, he's breaking in placement director at PIB and he's going to be keeping on oversight of that role but they're hiring two people to look after broking and placement respectively. They'll report into him, and then he should be able to um, focus his energies on the Cobra network. And who is he replacing in the role? 
So Andy's going to replacing Steve Burrow. Steve Burrow's been CEO for years at Cobra Network, um, but happily, um, Steve is going to stay on for a little bit. He's um, going to take a consultancy role with with the organisation, so that should ensure some stability, and it will give Andy the chance to um, to sort of be introduced to some of the main players in Cobra Network through Steve and help um, help with those relationships. So. Um, I think it's um, it's a good thing, definitely, that Steve's staying on. And has Andy revealed any plans for Cobra? Um, a little bit. He's been a bit cagey. Well, not cagey. I think he um, he doesn't want to put anything in stone until he's um, really spoken to the members and found out what they want to see from the network. I know all the all the various networks they um, they've all got slightly different propositions and different sorts of members. So. Um, Cobra Network has around 104 members and we're looking at brokers with GWPs of between about three and five million pounds. One big aim that um, that Andy's revealed is that they want to double the size of the network by 2021. So um, hopefully they're looking to increase the number of members. Um, he, he mentioned it's been static for about 10 years. So um, hopefully with the new CEO in place, um, they can they can drive that forward a little bit. Um, currently, the network could, the participants of the network control around 310 million of GWP annually. So um, it'd be um, be fun to see if they can get that to go up any further. Um, when I spoke to Andy, he um, he admitted Cobra has been fairly quiet in recent years, and um, it's it, people have been talking for quite a while about the fact that it's the sale and um, they, they're, they're looking to move the business on. So I think that's, that's part of the reason for, for the business being a little bit static. Um, he also touched on the other elements within the Cobra Group, such as the underwriting and the, the London market bit. So Andy's not going to be looking after them. Um, the underwriting entity is going to go into um, Q Underwriting and all their London business will go into PIB's London market operation. The reason for that is they just want to simplify everything um, and um, just just make them easier to work with, really. So, I think if you're an if you're a Cobra member, you should be hearing from Andy fairly soon um, about what what you what he what you want from the network, um, which will be interesting. He's going on a roadshow to see as many members as he possibly can, and um, we'll look forward to seeing um, the position that um, Cobra Network is in this time next year. Brilliant. So it's definitely a time of change at the network. Absolutely. And um, obviously, Brendan McManus is head honcho at PIB. Um, and he's mentioned that they're, they're, they're going to be putting some investment into, into the network, of course. He wouldn't say how much, but there is going to be plenty of that. But he was also really keen to stress that um, although he's still going to have that that PIB oversight, that the network is um, is still going to be strictly run as an independent organisation. They really want to keep that, that independence in there. Um, so hopefully um, that will be something that can be maintained um, over the next few years. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on that story and it'll be interesting to see where they are in a year's time. Yeah, definitely. Um, 12 months down the line, um, it will be um, fun to look and see how they've changed the proposition and what members have asked them for. 
Right. Well, I think um, I think that's it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll look forward to you joining us again when we do the next podcast. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye.